You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. I said, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, there it is. Man Cave. It is happy time hour. for the Man Cave Happy Hour. Yes, it, it is. is. Uh, it, it's it's about that time. It is uh, Pat Akerley there launching us off with uh, a brand new intro song. Pat, thank you, sir. I, I was introduced it. to Pat as uh, Tool a long, a long time ago. <laughs> so the Man Cave Happy Hour, we like to uh, talk about spirits, the people that, that make them, the people that mix them, the people that serve them, and the, the people that drink them and enjoy them, and all the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan along with... My name is Matthew Fox. And uh, it's, it's the Man Cave Happy Hour. We have a couple of guests with us today, sitting across from me. Tony Batu. Hey, Tony. Tony is the uh, owner of the Wine Garden. It's a, an incredible store in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Uh, just an, an amazing selection of wines, the Wine Garden. Uh, but more importantly, <laughs> spirits, and even more importantly, uh, bourbons. And uh, so much so that uh, there's crazy clubs that have sprung up around town and through social media, uh, like Facebook, there's the Michigan Bourbon Club. And with us from the Michigan Bourbon Club, Patrick Moore. Hey, Patrick, oh, Patrick for... Moore is my favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to just uh, talk a little bit about that and uh, what what is going on in the bourbon world. We are going to – our travel guy, Mike, is uh, en route, uh, got lost. He's, tra- traveling, he's traveling, yes. Isn't the deal. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off with you guys talking about a little bit of traveling that you just did recently. You guys took a trip down to Kentucky yes, and picked up few barrels, right? How many barrels total did you guys uh, put your put your stamp on? Four barrels. Four, Four different barrels. Yes, sir. Okay. So what does that mean that you went down and picked a barrel? I, I have, What does that mean? So the way it starts is all four barrels were done differently. Some we actually had to make a blend of. Mm-hmm. Some we had to buy a, a single barrel of. And some were barrel proof, unchilled filtered. So there were four different ways ways of doing four different barrels okay all right so these are all different distilleries that you visited as well uh they were three different three different distilleries okay so what uh let's start out uh where did you where did you go first what was the first distillery that you visited maker's mark maker's Maker's mark Mark. yeah 
That is a, a fan favorite, right? Yeah, it's really nice there. Really, really nice there. The grounds are amazing. Now, did you tour the uh, the uh, facility as well, or did you just go in and say, I want that barrel and leave? Or We toured tell- a little bit. We okay. kind of walked around. It's not gigantic. Like Buffalo Trace is a really large place, Okay, um, Maker's Mark, and it's not small by any means, but <laughs> it's uh, smaller. It's uh, There's a river or a, a stream that runs through the middle of the property, so it's very scenic. I took more pictures of outside with the trees and the right. old houses <laughs> and the stuff more than I did inside. But, um, yeah, it's really awesome there. Okay. Nice. So – Tony, you you guys were able to pick a barrel there. What type of barrel did you select? What was that selection process? So there? we actually didn't pick a barrel from there. We okay. actually made a blend. Okay. You know, with with the staves. So okay. they gave us five different staves. Okay. Okay. And uh, we had we were able to do a blend of five staves, two staves a piece at least. Okay. Um, to it, up to ten different staves to make a blend. So what we. Uh, we had, and, and Patrick will elaborate so we, on that. Let's we had rewind a, a little bit. What's a stave? Yeah. So a stave is what makes each barrel. Okay. Uh, a lot of staves together will make one barrel. Okay. That that's one little piece of uh, of the of the barrel. Okay. That's called a stave. Is it like a big glass test tube of the blend, or is it a big no, glass? What is a stave? I'm... Uh, a stave is just the wood. Oh, the wood. It's, okay. It's the one piece okay. that's cut. Oh, to make the barrel together. Okay, barrels have different size. You yes. know, barrels made up of staves. Yeah. Okay, so there's okay. different sizes that put together, and what they do is they have fl- a flavored stave. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's five different flavors of stave. Ah, and you sit there and you blend. You can say, I want three of the Maker's Mark Forty Six staves. I want two of the French Cuvee stave for huh. a total of ten. And then when you sit there and you get to taste and you get to try your concoction, and then you say, no. Uh, let's try something else. Let's replace this one with this one and do this again. And then we tried number two and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a little better, but maybe we want to go this way. And the way we did it was because there was a larger group. We had two tables. So my table and Tony was at another table mm-hmm. made. We got three tries. And the third one, we thought, this is it. This is the one that we're going to pick. And we're all kind of okay. talking back and forth like, ah, oh, you guys are going to pick ours. We're better than you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they made one and then we did a blind taste test. So the guy that was running the tasting said, okay, this is table A, this is table B. Everybody pick. Okay. So, Tony, so one, of the, one of the best 21. things about Man Cave Happy Hour <laughs> is that we are total novices. We know right. nothing about you know how it's made, the process behind a stave. Yeah, I would have called it a slat. So <laughs> basically the different slats of the barrel are these different staves. Yep. Yeah. And then the bourbon draws its flavor from much of a lot of the flavor comes from the wood, the wood. that it's encased in Correct. forever, how long it's in there. Right. And so these different staves are, are flavored. How are they, how are they flavored? Are they like pressure infused or, or how are they, how are they? So they're not flavored. Okay. Right. So each I use wood, that term loosely, different word. Okay, fair play. Fair <laughs> yeah. Again, that's why we're trying to figure e- out. Each wood acts and and tastes differently. They 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 um, they don't really char this wood. They mm. they oh. basically bake it. Okay. Instead of charring the barrel like a bourbon barrel. Sure. So they're put it in the ovens at different degrees to to get that every wood has. The pores get mm-hmm. in there at right. at a certain temperature. Okay. okay. Um. So that's- once you do that. And then you take this, you take this piece of stave, yes, and you introduce it to a, a bourbon. Is going to change the total taste of the bourbon. Okay. okay. Um, so if you know that Maker's Forty Six, the uh, the name was called after um, after Project Number Forty Six okay. that actually worked. Okay. Um, 
and it is a French staves that they use in there. Okay. Um, and they uh, they they leave it in the barrels for nine weeks in the cold environment, mm-hmm. um, and then and then that's the pot. So you they're not trying to introduce heat to it. Okay. Uh, it's just they're trying to release all the flavors from that stave to right. it. All right. So this is, this is pretty interesting. So how are you able to, because it's got to live in there to really draw those, draw that characteristic from that wood that it's touching. Uh, so how are you able to just do it on site and test it and, and taste it? How does, how's, how's that process? Are they are like little paint sticks, or little toothpicks or popsicle no, sticks you put in? They do a barrel it? with like all of the Makers 46. Okay. So then there's a jar full of, um, the Makers 46 that mm-hmm. came out of one barrel, so it's all Makers 46. Then there's a jar with all French cuvee, and then there's a jar with another one and then another okay. one. So then you make your concoction, and then you say, okay, we, we got the winner, and we had 10 staves. So what they do is they take those 10 staves, and they hang them on an aluminum piece, right? and then you put them in the barrel. They put the barrel top on, then they turn it on side, and they fill up the barrel with regular Makers Mark. Okay. Which is the cask strength. Cask okay. strength, yeah. Yes. So full yeah. flavor, full proof okay and, and then, probably about 122 uh, yeah so and you're working then, with a liquid right and you have the bare bones of this liquid the bare bones of this liquid and the bare bones of that liquid and you're, you're combining those you know one part that two part that and then okay i get it now so, so <laughs> I'm and then the, when you're I'm done the right they, he was talking about it. it was really cool they have um they carved into the side of a, a hill this big room where all the makers mark private select barrels sit so once you fill it up and everybody signs it and uh, you're good to go, they roll it off and then they stick it in this room, which is uh, yeah, 55 <laughs> degrees all the time. Right, it's very cool. Yeah. And thank God it was because when we were down there, it was 100 plus degrees. Oh, and yeah. It was 100% humidity. So we all <laughs> so kind of just hung out in that room. Of course. Well, like, I'm going to go over there, with, hang out <laughs> yeah. with the barrels. Yeah. So you, got, you, you started at Maker's Mark. So what, what was your next destination that you ended up uh, at for your first barrel? Go drink some more. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay. I wasn't done at Maker's Mark. Oh, I wasn't done at Maker's Mark. I'm going in for seconds. Yeah. Right. How long yeah, is that right. barrel going to sit with those staves in it, right? How long is it going to sit? Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Nine, okay, nine it's a nine-week process? Yep. Can it can it be longer? Is nine weeks? It's all you're going to get. Um, really, that's that, that's that's their that's magic the, number. Yeah, okay, they, uh, they must have something going on. The okay, so uh, I was you know I wasn't like really projecting. It's like wow. Okay, so in two years we'll see you guys, or in twelve years come on back. Yeah. So it's a so but it's a nine week thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is. That's the reason why they build that uh, cave because right. mm-hmm. that that project only works when when the barrel is cool, not when the barrel is hot. So the Makers 46, for the longest time since they created it, would only be in the cold months from like September uh, to like April in Kentucky. Right. They were only able to produce that. So they made that cave so that way they're able to uh, put those barrels to sleep um, all year long. And, and, the, and the thing, the re- reason why is only like uh, one quarter of it is – in the in the cave and the other part of it outside of the cave because you cannot it won't be called bourbon if you store it in the basement. Okay. So you cannot store stuff in the basement. Ah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called. And probably it's probably hazardous or you know flammable materials sure, so sure. they won't allow them. Alcohol being you know, flammable. Sure, why not? It's the best. <laughs> kind, it's the best kind of drink. The yeah. Flammable kind. <laughs> So there you go. So it's 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 on a nine week hibernation. Yep. Uh, it's gonna come on out, and uh, so it's just the regular uh, regular strength. Or do you know the strength of what's going in? 
Yeah, so it's going in at probably between 125, 126. Okay. And then when they bring it out, they water it down to 120. Okay. So it's just close to a barrel proof. All right, right. Uh, right? 120? Yeah. yeah, I think it was um, 120. Yeah, so it's right at the barrel proof, but without with taking the gas out of the barrel proof. So sure. not one barrel is 125, one barrel is 122, if right, right. other people do it. And these so are they the, just cap it at that one number. And those are called the private signature? The private private private, 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 private selection. Yep. Wow, private selections. All right. And so that is that something unique to uh, Maker's Mark, or do most distilleries do something of that ilk? As far as I know, it's just Maker's Mark that does that process, right? Yeah, that process only okay. to Maker's Mark. The staves, they probably technically own that pro- you know, no sure, one does taste yep. uh, infusion with flavor. But I did do um, uh, two times uh, Angel's Envy blending. Yeah. And that was totally You're different process. talking his language over here, man. You said Angel's yeah. Envy. You're talking his language. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a little bit because they, 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 they don't, they don't have any uh, barrels right now. But, okay. you know, they're working they're on other, yeah. you know, the, maybe next year, hopefully. Yeah. I'd love to do an Angel's Envy blend. Yeah. I'm also a fan of Angel's Envy. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy because we did a we were down at the sugar house and we did uh, a tasting and they had the the cask strength which is uh, few and far between these days. Yeah. So although amazing. I noticed you had two on the shelf, I was in your store the other day. There were yes, uh, there sir. were two down at the wine garden. Are they still there? Uh, there was one earlier today. When okay. I left. Right on. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll There's, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Tires are squealing out of here. Oh, uh, so yeah. So your question was no. Yeah, after Maker's Mark. You know, you guys, you toured it. You had a great time. Right. Your your next destination when you uh when you left, where you looked at the map and you're like, all right, now we need to go get a barrel. Where where did you go? We uh, actually went to OBC Kitchen, okay. which has the best bacon Ooh. ever. <laughs> nice. Bacon and peanut butter that you dip it in. It's amazing. So after that, the next we didn't do any more barrels that day. The next day, yeah. our first stop was uh, uh Old Barton House. Old Barton House. Okay. So that's the place that had just had the rickhouse fall down. Oh, yes. Right. So, but they, uh, they have a lot of rickhouses and that one was pretty far off. So we that's... didn't get to go see it, unfortunately. We asked if we could just go get a barrel from there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they wouldn't we'll let scavenge. us. scavenge. Yeah. yeah. So I got we, a thermos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we picked, um, uh, 1792 foolproof was our pick there at wow. Barton. So, so that was one of the four that you got? One of the four. Yeah. So number two. Okay. So that all right, morning. so you go in and you pick a foolproof barrel. Do you taste it to see if you like it, or you yeah. just get the number on it, or what's the what? What is what is that process? They wheeled out. Go ahead. They wheeled out uh, six barrels for us at uh, Barton. So you line them up on the ground, and then you're given two glasses. So they put one glass in the front, and mm-hmm. there's a row of front glasses and one glass in the back. So what they do is they put it all foolproof up front, straight from the barrel, which ended up being high one twenties. Low 130s for most of them, I think. Okay. So, and they filled them up pretty high. So, cause there were so many people tasting. And then the back one, um, they don't fill up as much. And then they water it down to what it's going to be when you actually get it at 125. Oh, so, okay. That way, you, you know, when you taste this one, cause bourbon tastes very different sometimes from, um, foolproof right out of the barrel and then water it down. It gives it a chance to open up. Some notes change, flavors mm-hmm. change. So, right. you know, if you pick one and you're like, Oh, I love this barrel proof one. I want this one. And then you get it. And you're like, oh, man, I like this one better when it was watered down. So <laughs> right, sure, right. Sure, sure. Now, those are all um, watered down to be a consistent 125. Alcohol. 125. Yeah. Foolproof is always, well, 1792 Foolproof is the brand name. Yes. So there's always 125. Okay. Um, 
how many? So you get this barrel, right? So you guys, uh, how many? How many guys went down on this adventure, and why? This, this right? one, this one Seemed was like a, a bunch of guys. It was like eleven or twelve guys and there. four ladies. Yeah, there was a handful of wives there. So yeah. all right, so you get a good fifteen people. Um, it, so is uh, are you guys uh, buying? How much is it, was it to purchase that seventeen ninety two barrel? Well, it depends on how much it yields, but um, approximately. You know, you're looking at like 65 bucks times maybe 200 bottles. Okay. Wow. 10 to 15,000. So 10, 10 to 15,000. All right. Depending it, on what the yeah. yield is, as he yeah. said. So that's quite the undertaking. Yeah. That's the investment as well. That's, there's uh, there's yeah. quite the investment under that. Yeah. So, uh, wow. All I right. Love that. So, <laughs> so that. So, so how many cases, how many bottles usually come out? You said uh, how many bottles? About, about, about 46 packs. 43 six packs, 41 six packs. We don't, we, you just don't know. It depends right. on how much that barrel yield. Right. Did it have a leakage? Did it have a lot of angel right. share? Yeah. No one knows until they actually go to put it in. But in the, it's not the price per barrel, it's price per the bottle. It's that bar, you get. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it gets well, to me. Well, that's fair. That's actually, that's actually fairer than, uh, yeah. You that's always it. hope for a high angel share because you figure if they want it, it's got to be good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. So, uh, where, so, but like 10 grand plus for a barrel. That's crazy. So is a lot of this going into stock at, at the store? Do you, is it, are you, are you guys getting all of it? So we, yeah, the store gets all of it, but it'll probably be pretty much sold before it gets here. Right, right. So mm-hmm. the Michigan Bourbon Club, Patrick, let's pause on our barrels. We're halfway through uh, our barrel picks down there right now. We're two for two. Mm-hmm. So the Michigan Bourbon Club, uh, a lot of these guys, well, all these guys were part of the Michigan Bourbon Club, and they went down. What is the Michigan Bourbon Club? Uh, the Michigan Bourbon Club, Bourbon Club is a group I started um, last February, so February oh, so of 2000. this is your fault. Yeah, it's all my, my wife wants to talk to you. Yeah, I, a lot, a lot of wives want to talk to you. Um, so it's been just over a year and a half now, and we've uh, got about three thousand members, which wow. is amazing. Okay. So I started the group. There were some groups around, um, but uh, it seemed like they were just happy being, you know talking about what they were drinking and then i approached the people that ran the group and i said hey i was thinking about trying to do some meetups maybe trying to get with some stores and doing some barrel picks and they just weren't interested and they told me okay we don't want to do that go start your own thing you're like okay all right so i started the michigan Bourbon club and um instantly um made a large purchase um we ordered i think like 37 bottles of blanton's straight from the barrel which <laughs> you're not allowed to get in Michigan or in Ohio, in united states actually oh it's only they only ship that stuff elsewhere right right Blanton, the only blanton's we get one blanton's and there's a uh, four or five different ones to choose from so oh okay we got uh, a large order and it worked out and uh, it just kind of took off from there because people were like, holy cow, let's do this again. And actually, the, the company we ordered from the website changed the rules mm. right after we got 37 bottles. You're only allowed two per person. Oh. So. <laughs> but, uh, so that's where the club starts. So you're going to get two. You're going to get two. So after that, it just kind of took off. I started, I got with Tony almost a month or two after starting the club because okay. I wanted to get my own barrel. Sure. So I approached a couple store owners and uh, they kind of laughed at me. They 
didn't know if I was serious. They're like, yeah, you want a whole barrel? I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I have this group of guys. <laughs> I, and I want to buy thirsty. the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, nobody wanted to give me the time of day. And Tony was instantly, yes, let's do this. Let's make this happen. And I'm like, well, I'd really like to get something. I know I'm I'm brand new and you don't know me, but I'd like to get something good. Like, right, I, don't, right. I don't want the run of the mill. Sure. Uh, so how like, long well, ago was that? Um, that was April of last year. Okay. Yeah. So we did a Blanton's barrel. So it was just amazing. Blanton's is what got me started in bourbon. That's my gateway drug. (laughs) Blanton's bottles. So it was super exciting. We all went down there. There was four or five of us went down on the pick, and we got our first barrel. And from then on, it's been crazy. So barrels sell in Mm -hmm. minutes. So there you go. So, yeah, you have 200 bottles to move, but there's 3,000 members, and you have out of those 3,000, you're going to be able to move those. Yeah. Yeah. So Hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Unhappy I'm not trying to be cocky, but it's <laughs> no. I know. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. I've, I've been able to get tickets to a couple of tastings, but I have not scored on, uh, on a bottle. A yet. bottle, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we went through some growing pains there. We opened it up to the the Blantons was very well. It was well received, and everybody liked it. And then we figured that was just the way to go. We'll post it, say, hey, it's for sale now. Who wants in? And it filled up so quick. And then right. we realized there are people that weren't. Um, participating in the group that were lurkers, which is fine. We're yeah. more than happy to have those people too, but we wanted to be able to put the bottles in the hands of the people that contribute to the group and give bottles away and make it to the meetups and want to be, you know, in with the group and right. be a part of it. Um, so we kind of changed it up a little bit after that and we did, um, we do a raffle style now. Right. So you put your name. If you want to get in, you're more than welcome to get in. And we have a list of say three, 400 people, but we only have 150 bottles. So. Sure. We try to do it fair, you know, and then there's, you know, it, it, it is a community yeah. atmosphere. Those right. that want to, you know, yeah. pay to participate, you yep. know, here we go. Yeah. Yep. And so. you have to, and you have to like be actively posting in the group, you know, right. not just right. like, 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 but right. actually putting pictures up and, yep. and, when you and say, adding and sharing to the content, which yep. is, makes it fun. Yeah. We make people say that, you know, cause a lot of times people don't read what right. I'm telling them. They just went that, in. That was right. my first so. two bottles. I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah. I was in. Yeah. <laughs> So you have to be an active NBC member, and we do check. There's a list of 350 oh, people, and well, we have some more people to help now. We just have the mods check because that's mm. such a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. We go through every person and make sure that they are actually an active member. Right. So, so, so all right. So we'll be able to. You'll be able to move those bottles once they they come in. I hope. Uh, yes. We are at Makers. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Remorse. Oh, we got, the house we're gonna to pay sell. For I news. mean, yeah. they'll they'll. We have move. no doubt. I mean, there's no reason <laughs> I mean, not I, to. This stuff we're getting. I'm, we have. Uh, we're doing. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the wine garden have fans too. So yeah, yeah I mean, sure. well, and you, you know. yeah, and you guys, in the you sell them at the state minimum price, so you're not gouging. It's, you're like no well, state that is minimum like plus fair. few percentage. It it you know maybe a couple bucks. You know, yeah. to be honest, some some are at state minimum right now at the store. Right. Uh, you know, I have a Maker's Mark, a Buffalo Trace, yeah. and then I had the Maker's Mark Private Select. That was eight state minimum. Um, but sometimes we do sell over the state minimum because you know we take that trip. Uh, we have to spend the money on oh, on, sure. a, on to rent a house, uh, a you know, or a hotel. Sure. Uh, you yep. know, drive my car, my gas. You know, take three, yeah. four days out of it's, work. It's a literal you business know. trip, is what yeah. it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. We each probably, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we probably each spend about a thousand dollars. You know, dining and yeah, yeah. Know, I spent a thousand dollars, my wife and I, down there yeah. just uh, for three days. Ouch! Between housing and gas, yeah. and food and booze. And How I spent my summer vacation. <laughs> right? It was oh, fun. Let me tell. A lot of fun. Had a great time. So we were at Maker's Mark. 
Uh, and then we went over to get a bottle of the 1792 or a barrel of <laughs> 1792. Mm-hmm. Then where did you guys go? What was what was next on the trip? Our second appointment, our well, second appointment of the day was at um, Buffalo Trace. Mm. Um, so we were doing an OWA pick, uh, Weller 107. Okay. And then also our first barrel of uh, Sisterhood of the Barrel. So if anybody not uh, familiar with the Brotherhood of the Barrel, it's yeah, sure. it's the name of our <laughs> uh, of our barrel picking. So right now, when we pick a barrel, it's always called Brotherhood of the Barrel. Mm. And there's a and, cool, cool either like a badge or a sticker that goes correct. on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So one of the glasses that we have here has the Brotherhood of the Barrel it's on a it. Buffalo Trace. Uh, yeah, that that, is. that yeah. Buffalo Trace has that Brotherhood of the Barrel. Yeah. yeah. So we oh, have our yeah. our first Buffalo Trace Sisterhood of the Barrel. Okay. Is that the uh, wives? Only, yes. The the wives. There's a lot of ladies in the club. The you said it about 3,000. How many? The and they started like an offshoot, right? Yeah, the lady, my wife, and uh, Travis. Uh, Travis's wife started a group for the ladies of NBC. So they have a Facebook page, Ladies of NBC, which right, right. Uh, they talk about not just bourbon because they're not, my wife's not really into bourbon, but she right. likes good wine and good drinking and good fun. So, sure. you know, they all talk about it and they they all have something in common to where all the husbands are, you know, <laughs> talking about it all the time. So it's definitely it gives a them lot something of fun. to talk about. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, we're not just sitting off in a corner and they're like, what in the world are they talking about? So. Gotcha. All right, so we were we were picking uh, Buffalo Trace, right? So what what did we pick there, and what's the process at uh, the Buffalo Trace? So at, at Buffalo Trace is very you know straightforward. You're gonna get uh, a ninety proof, okay? Uh, but it's a single barrel versus what you get at the store as a small batch. So small batch is is when bunch of barrels are put together, okay. to make one batch and they bottle. Like that and that goes, they, they go to all the stores. Right, right. Where where the single barrel, like the Buffalo Trace that we have on the sure, table, sure, sure. it's all from just one barrel. Okay. So after we pick the, the barrel that we want, and mm-hmm. they, they had three barrels there, and then they have the high proof and then the lower down proof to 90 proof. Okay. We taste them. We pick the one we want, and then we tell them that's the one we want, <laughs> and then they bottle it according to what sizes we want, and okay. they send it to the store. Now that's called a single barrel because all the bottles came from just one, one barrel. barrel. Okay. So you know there's a consistency in that. It's going to be... Well, there, there's actually the opposite of consistency. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, from Each from barrel. Each barrel. Bottle, no, I mean from bottle to bottle of Well, the bottle, bottle to bottle will be consistent. Right, right, Correct. Right. All from yeah. the same barrel. But the barrels so, aren't. Barrel to barrel right, right. is very different. They could be yeah. sitting next to each other on the same shelf in the same house and taste yeah. completely different. Okay. Yeah, so if you had a preference, would you want to do a single barrel or would you want to do a batch? Uh, it's two different ways. Yeah. Uh, like, I... L- I like both of them, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there's no right or wrong about it. Of course not. Most no. um, people. If I, what I would like barrel. to do is every time is barrel proof, unchilled filtered. Right. If I was, you know, just whatever the proof of the barrel is. Mm-hmm. So if we take it out there, just put it in a bottle and send it. That's right. what I would like to have. Yeah. Because Buffalo um, Trace comes out at 131. Oh yeah, only. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do they ever do a cask strength? They do, but it's called George Stag Jr. Oh, the Stag. Okay, yeah, the Stag. Okay. All right, so because you know, but actually, between because uh, Eagle Rare is kind of like the next step up from Buffalo Trace, right? That's their next one. I like the Buffalo Trace better than the Eagle Rare. 
Well, it's I don't know if it's oh, a, a step, step up. up. Okay, fair play. Because <laughs> you rolled your eyes when I said yeah. that, and it's I think his eyes like, rolled so far back well, he saw just, his ass. Price, and price wise, it's a step well, they're, up. They're uh, five dollars difference. Yeah. I think between Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare. 30, 31 and twenty seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, but they're two different. I like Eagle Rare more than Buffalo Trace, oh, okay. but I would not say it's a step up. It just All depends right. on your flavor. Like a lot of people like Buffalo Trace more yeah. than I like Eagle Rare. So, yeah. well, they 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 both start the same recipe. Same barrels. They actually, you won't see barrels that says Eagle Rare on them. Okay. Or Buffalo Trace. They don't mm-hmm. mark them until after they, they go them. to taste them. Yeah. And they say, well, this is more of a, a profile of an Eagle Rare. This okay. is more a profile of Buffalo Trace. Okay. That's when they actually mark yeah. them down. And where they, where they go in the warehouse, they actually tend to know. If you're on the top level, if you're in the middle, or if you're in the end of the uh, at the bottom of the warehouse, like first floor versus ninth floor or eighth floor, that's that's where they kind of know where where the, what the brand is going to determine right. to be. Wow, you know, yeah. did you know that, Jamie? I did. That's, and they uh, age differently depending on the level. Like yeah. your, your attic is floor. hotter than your basement. Sure, yeah. Right. So in the up top, it's going to age a lot quicker. That's when they do rapid, not rapid aging, but you can get a, a bourbon to taste like it's older if it's up top because right. it's such intense. The hot. heat's rising and it's making yeah. the uh, barrels expand a little bit. Quicker, most yeah. most bourbon is counted by summers, right. not by winters. Okay. Right. So a lot of people go, you know, you ask him how old is this bourbon, and he'll he'll tell you nine summers. Okay. So right. now you know it was nine years old. Right. And if you're in Michigan, that means three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. correct. That's why that's why Scotland takes at least twelve years to come out with a product that's about five years of Kentucky. Right. How no long have you been running the wine garden? Uh, since 1995. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's right when so I moved. So you were twelve years old when. That's you right when there. I moved because <laughs> I lived right uh, down half. the street. I lived right on Maxine there, yeah, uh, just down the street, the other side yep. uh, of uh, uh, Mac. But uh, uh, yeah, so I was just curious. So picking a barrel, right? Going out and picking a barrel. It seems like a newer trend. Um, I mean, have you been picking barrels since '95, or well, is this a 2000. newer So processor? they've been people have been picking barrels way before me. There, there is accounts that have been picking barrels. Yeah, before I was picking barrels, I've been picking barrels since 2010, 2011. Okay. Yeah. So it's been seven, eight years since I was picking barrel. I, I, I wasn't the first one to pick a barrel in Michigan, uh, but I was the first ones to start picking more barrels. Okay. Um, so there's, there's. There's places in Chicago, you know, sure. there's a guy that we know that's been picking barrels for 30 years. Okay. You know? hmm. um, he was, he was, it, it, it wasn't the common thing because whiskey wasn't really selling as right. well as it is now. Right. Um, you know, vodka was selling, so there sure. was no barrels of vodka to pick. Right. Um, so I've, since then, I've been starting picking barrels since I, the first barrel I picked was actually at the site. Uh, they brought in samples, and then once I picked it and we sold the barrel within two months, I was really excited, and I'm like, now I got to go to the source. Yeah. And that's when I started going to Kentucky, and the first time I went to Kentucky. The first I one I ran into, the first one I ran into, because I, I saw the labels in the store, and I didn't pay it much mind, because, I mean, there was just so much so much noise, and I'm like, oh, just give me this, and I'm going. Um but the first one I really talked to somebody about was a bar called The Painted Lady in Hamtramck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be Lily's. Uh, Pat and his band Andrew. played there a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We uh, heard ourselves there repeatedly. 
<laughs> in our youth. Uh, but the Painted Lady, they had Buffalo Trace as like their house uh, whiskey, as their house bourbon. Uh, and they had picked a barrel, and so and they got to keep the barrel, which was cool. And uh, and so you know, they, yeah, we went and we picked it, and they use it for the house. And I, I thought that was interesting. It's like, yeah, it's consistent. When this one's gone, you know, it's gone. And I go down, and I pick a different one. It's yeah. It might be close, but it'll be a little different. I'm like, wow, that's really cool, you know. And then I started finding out more and more about the you know the bourbons and the barrel picks, and uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So Andrew's in the group. Oh, okay. Andrew Dow. All right. Owns Painted Lady, right? Right, right. Yeah, okay. he's, uh, he's a good guy. He was actually yeah. down there with um, the Beverage Warehouse people when we were there. They right picked on. an OWA as well, I think. Yeah. And a Buffalo Trace. Okay. So, so yeah, so we have one more barrel to talk about, Pat, after that. We're going to make you play a song. All right. Some working on it make sure you get some liquid courage going up. on over there yeah <laughs> so all right so we got the uh we were through buffalo trace and then uh what was the fourth barrel that you guys uh picked while you were there it was actually still at buffalo trace oh another one buffalo there. trace does uh two weller, antique. weller antique which is oh. called owa okay short for 107 where you saw Andrew? um <laughs> red label sure it has plenty names yeah and all then right. the buffalo trace so we we did them both together but kind of separate we had the wives and um had gone and taken a tour and then by the time we were done with owa pick they came in and they picked the 107 my wife Italian was more excited Buffalo about Trace. the tour <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. my wife was oh your wife was yeah okay. she's really big into history and buffalo trace has a lot of history I mean, yeah it's one of the only distilleries to remain open during prohibition and they've okay. been around for a long time so um they, and then the guy that gave her the tour his name's freddie who if you've ever seen any picture of, of buffalo trace you've probably seen freddie his family's been involved with buffalo trace since forever every mm. millionth barrel they roll out is a member of freddie's family so wow. She was super excited. She was like, I didn't want to come back and drink bourbon. I wanted to go and like learn more about the ghost tour and learn more about the buildings. <laughs> yeah, I'm in All for right. the ghost well, tour, yeah. man. Next yeah. time then, right? Yeah. <laughs> they said that there was a couple uh, young girls that died in that house that they have oh. up in the hill. All right. And they're, they're, that they're, they, um, they, they appear every now and yeah. then. And then there's an old man with a dog. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Apparently. I like it. Yeah. Can't wait to go. I, I like know. it a lot. Mike Dwyer is here. He's going to talk to us about travel. You got any of them stories about ghosts? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Wellers, right? I I have I haven't had any. Uh, I haven't had Wellers. I've never. They're hard had, to find. Had a Wellers. Yeah. So I, I I see lots and lots of pictures posted on the on the Facebook page on the Michigan Bourbon Club Facebook page, but uh, I haven't had any. Is it uh, is it now? Is that the step up from the Buffalo Trace, or is it again just what, what is your step up from the Buffalo is? Trace? Yeah. Uh, well, just like I said before, it's all in what you like to drink. So what you would consider a step up, I might not. I might of course consider not. it a yeah. step down. But from the regular products that you can get on the shelf um, to the next step up, for me, would be something you can't get on the shelf, like the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, like mm-hmm. William Lou Weller, George D. Stagg, or Sazerac 18, or something like that, mm-hmm. Thomas Handy. That's my step up for in the Buffalo Trace line. There's okay. all, there are other distilleries that have the same thing. They have their normal line and then they have their line that they release once a year and a store may get three bottles of it. Right. So. Wow. wow. That's it. That's yeah. all you get. But so it's, it's like, it's like what I call it. It's, it's literally like cheese. You like feta cheese. I like brie cheese. <laughs> you know, they're, they're both good. They're just slightly different. Right. You know, hmm. so there, there is step ups, but yeah. you know, as far as quality goes and then how long they've been aging, right. the barrel proof, 
and then if it's chilled filtered or not. That those were the those are the things that determine step up, you know. But you know, sometimes you get you get trapped in those things, and mm -hmm. you actually can find something that's better value for the money. Okay, right. You know, so you you just you just have to know. So I love I buffalo mean, trace is reasonable and it's just yummy. Just and, uh, close your eyes and try it and yeah, see which yeah, one right. you really like. That's yeah. why blind tastings the blind. are the best way because then you're you're picking the best one for your palate. Right. You don't you care know? about cost. You don't right. care about what yeah. the bottle looks like. You don't yeah. care about what your friends said about it. You don't know what you're drinking. and You say I like that one, and that could be the thousand dollar bottle. It could be the twenty dollar bottle. Right. I'm hoping for the twenty dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least my Absolutely. wife is right. Yeah. <laughs> Right yeah. on. So, Pat, you want to plug in? You want to play us? You yeah, want to play another song? Because uh, one of those yes. old beer on the penguin songs was called yeah, Whiskey and Women. Mm -hmm. And Whiskey I'm like, dude, women. you got to come down and play Whiskey and Women for me. So, Beer on the Penguin was a band in the Metro Detroit area through the '90s, playing with uh, you know Second Self and Toby Red. And yeah, plug in. I'm just Phil. I'm filling. I'm I'm just kind of. He's filling in for I'm you, filling. Pat. I'm riffing, man. Kind of like what I did back in the day for you guys. When, <laughs> oh. Never mind, I won't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we would DJ. It was great. <laughs> Pat and I, it was Jamie James and Tool. We DJed a, a bar, Lipsticks, forever. Lipsticks, too. And then Matthew yeah. showed up and wanted to learn the DJ business, and it was like... I was 19. We'd hand him a stack of CDs here, play this in this order, and Pat and I would wander the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally run by and scream something obnoxious into the microphone. <laughs> and then... Oh, and that's how stuff, I learned to DJ. And that's how I learned to DJ. And that's uh, so we would abandon Matthew all the time. Patrick, you plugged in there. You good to go? A little whiskey and women. Sounds stuff. great. It was tuned when I bought it. Uh, disclaimer: This is a fictional tale of debauchery. <laughs> Could possibly be somewhat true, but you figure it out for yourself. I pour my soul out into the bottom of a glass School in depression, finished top of the class Never followed any rules, living hard and living fast I ain't worried about the future, I ain't worried about the past
in an alley with blood on my head. Get caught with my pants down in a married woman's bed. But it ain't no thing, I'll just be on my way. Another whiskey soaked woman, another whiskey soaked day. Whiskey and women, they don't mix, no they don't Whiskey and women, I need a fix, yeah I do It's only been like 25 years from I that know. one. I know. I was going to say, how long has it been since you're like in a studio with a mic in your oh, face? 1991. <laughs> 91. <laughs> so yeah. besides that. Uh, old I was in 1991. Yeah. You were probably in elementary school still. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. How old were you when you started uh, rolling in to cover for us when we were God, up to no good? That was 1994. Okay. So I was 19. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. <laughs> Thank you, man. Right on. For being our designated DJ. Right. Now, his, yeah, now his girls are all in college. Yeah. Oh One's out of college. Two yeah. in college, man. Uh, How old do we all feel? Yeah, a little bit. You That's look crazy. great. You both look great. Come That's on. good stuff, man. Keep you think you got one stuff. more in? You got anything else in you? Right, let's see. Let's one more? see how we're rolling. I don't know. Hey, let's sip of water. Well, yeah. Sip of something else. I don't know. Yeah. A little sip of bourbon? Yeah, let's chill. All right. All right. You want more? We'll, we'll see. All right. Oh, you're All trying right. to get it out of me right this second? No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk travel. We'll see. Let's, see what happens. Let's, Let's travel right this way. We'll travel. We'll travel. Have a guitar. We'll travel. All right. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Nah, we're good. All right. So, hey, thank you, Pat. I appreciate that, no, man. No I love that you. I love that you ventured down to the city. And yeah, so we're at uh, the Man Cave Happy Hour. Uh, we're at the Music Town. I was Cafe, say, Jamie, where Mas- are we? Yeah, Music Town inside of Hockey Town. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, right downtown Detroit, right in the midst of uh, all the stadiums. Paying four hundred dollars to park your car. <laughs> Iserman keeps laughing oh, at me or God. looking at me over here in Lindstrom. They so, keep looking at me, parking just... in the city. But uh, yeah, so they turned the second floor. That's the Weller one hundred and seven. That's the Weller one hundred and seven. Oh, uh, there it is. See, it's a unicorn, right? <laughs> Almost. Uh, I don't know about unicorn, <laughs> <laughs> but hard to find. Generally hard to find. So next t- time we come up, we'll bring you a bottle. Oh, <laughs> see, I love these. I guys. will make sure that you keep that promise. <laughs> so, uh, but we because there are a couple bottles here. You guys brought a couple bottles out, and I'd like to you know do a little sip on each and and have you tell us about them. But we're going to talk to Mike first. Mike Dwyer uh, is here, and uh, we're going to talk about Mike does uh, was a did a travel and adventure show for years and years, and now he's uh, heavily involved in uh, the Rochester community where where you live. Communities uh, again, letting the word out about cool stuff happening in the community in Rochester and Michigan in general. And uh, so, Mike, yes. what are you what are you doing right now? Yeah, welcome what, to the Man Cave. Mike Happy Dwyer, Hour, welcome. Man. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's a it's a pleasure to be here, and I I can't think of a better place to be with with so many bottles of bourbon laying around. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they're not gone already. No, no, not yet. Not yet. We we've only been here an hour. We're That's working right. on it. So, um, what are you doing right now, though, Mike? So, uh, you know, it's hard to describe, and I know that most of these professionals in the room probably have a difficult time uh, explaining it as well when you're asked, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do words, in okay. person, in print, uh, and online. I like that. Okay. 
So, um, but travel. You yes. want to talk about Kentucky? Yeah, and bourbon yeah, yeah, yeah. in Kentucky. Because that's how and we traveling to Kentucky to get bourbon yes. on the trail. On the trail, yeah. So there's there there's an official uh, Kentucky bourbon trail, and then there's just all the breweries or distilleries. Sure. Um, so I recommend doing a little bit of both. But there's two heavily tr- concentrated areas: Lexington and Louisville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I prefer Lexington, but you're going to find great distilleries and uh, great bourbon all over. Uh, Kentucky, except in Bourbon County, oddly enough. Is it dry? Um, well, there's no more distilleries there. Oh, right. so that would, that's where the name comes from. Okay. Um, it's, uh, was all of Kentucky was Bourbon County. Yeah. That <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, they put Bourbon, um, Bourbon County, and then the whiskey just started becoming called bur- uh, Bourbon. Okay. Uh, because that's where it was being shipped from. And so everyone referred to the whiskey from Kentucky as bourbon. Oh, okay. And in uh, 1964, the uh, Congress made that official. Oh. uh, That to be able to be called bourbon, it has to be from the United States. Yeah, I really enjoy the the things that our our government sets its mind to sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's an official proclamation somewhere. I'm sure they were making a lot of money. That's when they that's when they start talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they could tax it moving in and out is probably when they came up with that resolution. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I I prefer Lexington, but Louisville is great. Um, And you were talking about Buffalo Trace. They're not one of the stops on the official Kentucky Bourbon Trail, um, but it is um, my favorite distillery to go to. Okay, Uh, their tours are free. Uh, they've got several of them, including the, the historical and ghost tours, um, and they make some of the best bourbon, in my opinion. If if you could only go to one the rest of your life, I would say it was Buffalo Trace. Okay, so yeah, uh, Patrick's over here nodding his head, and Antonio's a bit nodding his head a little bit as well. Yeah. But there is fine, fine bourbon outside of uh, Buffalo Trace as yeah. well. Not to put anybody down, so sure. Um, start with one and work your way through all of them. So have you? You've done this uh, at least once, or? Well, there's 27 of them. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to all of them. I've been to four. Okay. okay. So um, I haven't been to any. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, I keep hoping the wife will agree to a, a trip or a, at least a, a layover. Can we plan a lay heading down to Florida? Maybe we do a layover and hit. Well, one Lexington there. is six hours door to door. Yeah. From here to there. That's not bad. That, no, that, not not at all. I mean, you could do it in a day, and um, yeah. you know, stop by a distillery um, on your way home. Stop at the liquor barn. Right, you get six bottles. You get the case price. Ah. You set yourself up for uh, for another year or month, depending <laughs> no. on how much you drink. Right? Depending on how you roll. <laughs> Welcome to the Fox household, man. <laughs> so you're talking about Weller, um, the red label, um, the green label. I actually prefer um, Weller's a weeded bourbon. It's a little softer. Okay. Um, and I'm not big on all of these tasty notes. You know, it, it tastes like a chunk of leather mixed with strawberries. I mean, I, is it good or is it bad? Do right. you like it? Do you not like it? Right. And you mentioned the, the tasting. Yeah, blind taste test. Figure out what you like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend and I did that with uh, a full range of bourbons, and we both picked um, blindly. Our favorite was Very Old Barton. Okay. Um, also brewed by Buffalo Trace. All right. Um, Fourteen dollars a bottle. Hey, we we picked the cheapest one you could find. <laughs> there you go. But second was Blanton's. Okay, that's a that's a very expensive a one. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Not very expensive, but higher. So if someone wants to venture out and head down uh, to Kentucky and wanted to try this, can they? Is it, is are there websites or is there like when you stop off at that first rest stop across the state line, uh, little maps that get you going, or what would you? Yeah, suggest so you could, you know you can go online a- and do a little homework before before you go. Um, just Google Buff, uh, Buffalo Trace and. Uh, Kentucky Bourbon Trail, because mm-hmm. as I said, Buffalo Trace isn't on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why. Maybe just this company picked good, but right. they have 27 of the big distilleries, and then they have another track um, of craft Micro distilleries. Micros? Yeah. Micro distilleries. Micro distilleries. Or craft distilleries. Okay. Yeah, the smaller ones. And I went through the list earlier today. I didn't recognize any of them. Because right. I, I, I was actually, I kind of looked at that map, and I'm seeing Corsair, I'm seeing Willet. Are those the micros that you're referring to, or are those the more the distilleries that are off the beaten path? Well, Willet's probably off the beaten path. It's not a micro. Okay. I just curious because I was looking at the map. I'm not sure what you, what would be considered a I'm micro. I'm talking about like probably 15 to 20 barrels right. on hand. On hand, okay. <laughs> so that's as how a, small. That's as micro. a retailer, Tony, micro. do you ever pick any of those to bring up and have in your store? They will have to be in Michigan in order for me to pick from them. Oh, mm, okay. they would have to have because you can't move it through your store. You could just have it. They for have personal. to have a distributor in Michigan that carries their product, right? Uh, right in order right. for me to be able to pick from them. Okay, the state has to approve it. They have to have a distributor. Can't take and then I could buy yeah. from them. Ah, so they set me up to go to that distillery, right? Right, to pick one from them. Huh. But they have to be in Michigan first. Okay. Does that make sense, Mike? So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a uh, Michigan has some strange laws with that uh, distributor. It's like three tiers. Is that what they call it to be able to get in the hands of us, the drinker? Right. Um, that's why. Right. Going down there is such a good option. Sure. Going right to the distilleries to get those. Go to the source. Um, also, and they're not all available at the distilleries because they, they have to limit them as well with Kentucky laws. So you might have to go to the liquor barn, which is the one I recommend. Um, they have just, it's it's a warehouse of booze. And you guys are probably familiar with the liquor yes, barn. It's right? like a Walmart full of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. A Walmart full so of alcohol. So you got, you know, if, if you want... <laughs> Vodka or gin or bourbon or Irish whiskey, whatever you're, I prefer the dark ones, as, as Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation will say, yeah. clear liquor is for women on diets. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that in this room. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good for men on diets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, the darker, the better. Uh, I think people prefer that with their uh, beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the board with uh, cider and beer, mm-hmm. and I think uh, whiskey as well. Hmm. So you've been to you've been to four distilleries. You, you you did the Buffalo Trace. What what other ones have you visited? What what were your experiences? Uh, Woodford Reserve. Okay, oh. um, that's that's a classic. Good old Woodford. Yep. Yeah. Uh, town Town Branch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, four Roses. All four right. Roses. I, I did and, see Four Roses on there. Yeah. Four Roses is a very nice one too. I mean. It, they're all really good. You should hit them all. Sure. Um, I have not been disappointed by any of the distilleries that I've been to. And what's nice about the tasting at the end is you get to find some of those rarities that you wouldn't find just at a at a bar in Michigan mm-hmm. or uh, on the shelf, you know, in one of the other states. So, for example, um, Town Branch has something called uh, Bluegrass Sundown. Are you, are you guys familiar with that? I have not. No, no. Because you can't get it in Michigan. Oh, there you go. Um, it is a uh, concentrated type of bourbon uh, that is really thick 
and you mix it with hot water and you pour a layer of heavy whipping cream on the top and then you get very nice sensations as you drink it. So you get the, the sweetness of the cream and then the, the, the more bitter taste of the bourbon huh. and it's warm. It's a great it's a great after dinner drink. Say, it sounds sure. like an after really good after dinner drink. It really uh, does. So and and you I have one of those with a big bowl of ice cream and over the <laughs> ice cream I put bourbon cream. Okay. Which you get at Buffalo Trace. All right. <laughs> is it is like a Bailey's sort of thing? But yeah, with, right. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be the same type of thing, but, wow. but Your Irish higher sure, quality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right on. So is there anything like really, really interesting at, at one of those distilleries that was like that they did differently than the other places that you noticed? There's a, you got to go in, into something interesting or? Well, um, Woodford has a very nice cafe. Okay. Um, so you can sit down and have a nice meal there. It's, it's gorgeous. There's, as well as Four Roses is extremely pretty. And these are old classic buildings. I mean, most of them been around for a couple hundred years. Okay. Um, the prices are anywhere from five bucks to twenty dollars, twenty five dollars for the tours, except for Buffalo Trace, which are free. free. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so there's a price tag on most of them, then. There is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Some of them, uh, like I think Jim Bean has a high end two hundred dollar tour Ooh. VIP behind the scenes. My wife would leave me there. Just pin two hundred dollars in my shirt and say, "See ya." <laughs> so, if you're really asking about the difference between the distilleries, yeah, it's it's pretty much what they do, the process, how they do things yeah. to turn yeah. their bourbon different than the guy next door or right. down the street, shall we say? Right, right. So, some people play with e stream, some people play with, you know, um, uh, you know, the mash bills, and so, you know, forty six does mm-hmm. the staves. So they all have their kind of say a niche to turn their bourbon taste differently than, mm-hmm. than the other guy. Right. But then there is just a regular stuff that they do too. So the difference is what, what's the mash bill? What's a yeast stream? And then how the process is done? How long is it aged? Where is it aged? What they do to it? Do they finish it or not? Yeah. That will, all these things determines. You could have one mash bill, like Maker's Mark, only have one mash bill mm-hmm. and does four or five different things. Right, right. And they can actually turn it to a lot more than that just by changing the alcohol level and how they finish it. It can change the whiskey at the wow. end. All right. So, Mike, you say you deal in words. Tell me, tell me about your word dealing. What, what are you doing now? So, yeah, you're, right, you're writing, right? And you're, you're doing things to bring attention to cool stuff happening in your community, right? Uh, yes, in the Rochester, Rochester Hills, Oakland okay. Township area, we, we cover all things in and around. Uh, could be the local happenings, uh, some boring stuff like school board meetings and yeah. what city council oh decides. <laughs> sure. um, but, you know, things like the, the boil water advisory that came out this morning. So, oh. you know, it's good to come here and, and get water and bourbon because I couldn't have that at home. Well, I could have the bourbon. <laughs> have to keep it neat. Yeah, yeah. I have to keep it real It's hard neat. to make coffee with bourbon. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, words, and we. Uh, I still do travel writing, and okay. Um, so, where do you just freelance, or are you? Will people find your stuff in a particular place? Well, if you, if people really want to find me, they yeah. can Google my name, Michael Dwyer, and the word travel, and they'll probably find things. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I've written for Neighborhood Scene, uh, American Road Magazine, right. Draft Magazine, Hilton Moments Magazine, hmm. 
uh, Travel World International Magazine, a lot of stuff with Rochester Media and the Community Edge, some local stuff like the, the Oakland Press and Suburban Lifestyle, smaller papers. So, What was your greatest writing adventure to go and do and cover? Well, to, to cover, I, I'd say... Um, I always love going to Kentucky, and that, yeah. that's not a far destination. So okay. if we want to think about far destination, uh, Wales, uh, Spain, France, <laughs> those were always good stories. Wales has uh, just a ton of castles um, and, a, and a lot of sheep, more sheep than people. <laughs> so you went there and you did some writing about that? Yes, I wrote Wait, about the So was it a trip, castles. or did somebody send you? or uh, It was it, somebody sent me. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. So what did you end up writing about? What did you what did you see there? Touring the castles, um, as well as the opening of the Millennial uh, Millennium Center in Cardiff. Okay, what's that? Um, Should I know? It, it's like an arena. <laughs> okay, it's it's a big arena. Um, it's really a, a funny story because they brought in journalists from I think twenty six different nations. Okay. for the opening of the Millennial Millennium Center. Um, and they had all kinds of singing and performances and all this going on outside. It was raining. Uh, so they take us inside. Right? We'd been traveling for two weeks, some people f- longer. Uh, this was the the, the the highlight of the adventure. The pinnacle of everything, yes. Yes. And the equivalent of the Secret Service had just swept the building for the queen because she was visiting the next day. We couldn't get in. Uh, yeah, my goodness. <laughs> so... Um, I wrote about it. Never saw the inside. Oh. I'm at Cardiff. We're at Cardiff. The outside <laughs> is gorgeous. If you watch any um, British television like Doctor Who or Torchwood or anything that takes yeah, place in yeah. Wales, at Cardiff, right. um, you'll see the, the Millennium Center there okay. in the background. Yep. Right on. So in your, nice uh, reference. on yes. your shelf at home, uh, what's, what's your favorite bourbon that's on your shelf at home right now? Well, I mentioned the very old Barton. I've yeah. got bottles and bottles of that. Um, <laughs> And I got Elijah Craig, uh, uh, Colonel Taylor, uh-huh. Blanton's. Um, we've got something called Kentucky Silk, okay. which I don't know where that came from. It was a gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't opened it yet. All right. Um, Waiting for a surprise. Knob yeah. Creek, several different Knob Creeks, okay. Four Roses. Um, I like all three that the, they have the, the barrel strength, the yellow label, as, as well as the um, small batch. And the small batch is one of my favorites um, for the price it's only a little more than the yellow label and not not as expensive as the okay. barrel strength hmm. but All right. right on michael thank you thanks for coming in and hanging out yeah. talking a little travel with us <laughs> sure absolutely my pleasure Appreciate we can always it. include uh horse racing next time if you want to get into it oh yeah Ooh. So yeah, because uh, Woodford's the sponsor. Woodford one of the, is one the, of the. There's a Woodford race at the uh, at the Kentucky uh, Kentucky the Derby, 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 right? They yeah, sponsor the Woodford one of the Reserve. Races. It's the race run run just before the Kentucky yeah. Derby. Derby, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they're heavy. They're heavy into that. And it's the official bourbon now of the of the event. It used to be yep. early times, right? Sure. And now it's Woodford, and it makes sense because they've been a sponsor of the race at one race. Now they're a sponsor of the entire yeah. event. Yep. Right on. Good stuff. But so we you. got uh, Patty feeling it. I think my tank's empty, brother. Yeah, that's good. His tank is empty. We, we, that we, is we, it. You're I spent. I'm. I appreciate <laughs> you. You getting down here and, and talking about that. So we have a couple of bottles here, right, Patrick, Tony. Um, were, were these just for uh, window decoration, or were we to try these and were you going to tell us a little bit about what was going on? 
Or is this to keep you, this would just keep you lubed up while we were doing it? Well, we don't go anywhere without drinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. Right <laughs> so the Buffalo Trace. All right, so we have uh, the Buffalo Trace here. And that's uh, is that's uh, the wine garden. That's the uh, brotherhood, brotherhood uh, of the yep. barrel. All right. um, that's the the things you'll. F- uh, that was no, Elijah the Craig? Elijah, Craig. Elijah Craig. That was the Elijah Craig I threw at you. There. All right, so, so we're gonna we're gonna do all we're this passing neat. the buffalo no trace around, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna give this a, a little shot. And so this, the, so now I've I've gone to Kroger and I've picked up the buffalo trace, and uh, I had it there on my shelf. And uh, so this is going to have a slightly different taste than than what I maybe what I'm used to because this is your your store pick. Yeah, so that's one of the store picks that I okay. have. This is one of the four barrels that we recently got. Okay. Um, so you have like four different barrels. Are they all available in your store right now, or did they get snatched up by all these uh, Bourbon Club boys over well, here? Well, <laughs> it's both. So, okay. so actually, the Michigan Bourbon Club did pick with those four barrels. Okay. Oh. And okay. and and that's that's the whole beauty about it is getting more people involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get different guys to come in. They get to pick, and and and. And then they put their words on this barrel, what it tastes like, how we pick it, and hmm. and it actually gets them more engaged in the process. Sort of like, sort of like having new kids of the bourbon. Right. Know? All right. So now the glass, right? They call this a dram. Is that correct? They call that Glencairn glass. Glencairn glass. It's All right, it's, it's like a tulip shape almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's tulip shaped glass, a small. Yeah. Uh, so what, what is, is this is supposed to bring out the, the aromas more? Is yes. that, uh, the, the it funnels, the aroma up into the top. So you can stick your nose, You're supposed to stick your nose in it. Usually, um, take a sniff, breathe in your mouth open. Otherwise the, the alcohol gets trapped and all you taste is burn. Okay. So I usually nose it with my nose, you know, both nostrils a couple times and then side to side. Cause you'll pick up small different things that you might not have variations of something else oh i smell a little bit of caramel oh i smell a little bit of vanilla oh i smell a little the edge of my glass picked up a little something there on that last one but all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's awesome i love the the glencairn there's a couple different styles that people use but this is the this is the most popular one most people have a glencairn if they're into bourbon anyway right right because most of the time, like beer drinkers have the different glasses for different types of beers, sure. right? And there's a reason why they're made that way, right? So right, right. There's a reason why the Glencairn is made that way. So, and these are because we're we don't we do have some water here. We could drop some water in it if we wanted to. But uh, so generally, Patrick, when you're when you're drinking it, uh, just straight out of the bottle, do you uh, water Absolutely. it down or throw ice in it ever? No, uh, I usually don't water anything down. Um, Technically, you're not supposed. I mean, you can do whatever you want. If right. you think it needs water, then by all means, add water. If it tastes better that way to you, but the master distiller, who is a lot better at bourbon things than we all are combined, right. uh, has decided that this tastes best at ninety proof, or okay. that tastes best at one hundred and seven proof, right, or right. it tastes best at one hundred and fifty pr- or one hundred forty four proof, or something like that. So and they say when you add a water to it or a drop of water to it, it opens it up. Correct. Right? So you get a different flavor of it every single time you add something to it. Right. But I'm a neat guy. You know, I, I want that full body, you know, flavor, that that taste. You now, whatever, whatever's going to hit me is going to hit me. Right. You know, I, I feel the same way. So yeah. uh, sometimes if it's just too hot, yeah, I've either 
nothing's really too hot for me anymore. But if it is, it's it's because we've been drinking for four days straight in Kentucky. <laughs> like the last day in Kentucky, I didn't have one bourbon. I drank Coors Light. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't do bourbon anymore. It had the same effect. Too it? much. So. Had to pump the brain. Yeah. So uh, yeah, slow down, yeah, man. Yeah. Go from that really good bourbon to a Coors Light. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with the silver bullet. I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> well, I think neat is is the best way to drink it yeah, as well. Um, and I do like the idea of a splash of water as as per directed by official whiskey drinkers. Uh, it's hard to get a bartender to actually do that correctly. Mm-hmm. Is, is in my experience. So ordering it neat. Uh, and sometimes I will ask for ice on the side, and yeah. it may take just a small ice cube. But you should really never, am I right, add ice to bourbon. Makes it last longer. You I add mean. as much as you want, as long as you <laughs> buy it. And drink it. Really, there's no right or wrong sure. answer. Okay, so, I mean, when you drink bourbon so much, you intend to go away, go away from having ice or water in there. But... It, it doesn't make you a bad guy or a good guy. Um, it, you drink it the way you want to. Um, the master distiller is going to tell you, hey, as long as you buy this bottle, you drink it the way you want to. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, we, because we've been drinking bourbon more often, maybe yourself, um, we intend to drink it more neat. But mm-hmm. if you want to drop a little bit of water in there to bring it down in alcohol, it does make it... I love that it story. does make it a little bit smoother <laughs> because there's less alcohol in it. Built-in sound effect. Right. I, I like to rinse my bourbon glass with some cold water mm-hmm. and then pour it out. And then you just have a thin layer on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I find that's sufficient enough for drinking neat. That's right. nice. Yeah. I like when it's the bourbon nice glass tip. is empty yeah. and it's sitting there and it's kind of dried and crusty. You can smell it so much more for some reason. The uh, flavors really? change it because it all oxidizes while it's sitting there. So I have to try it's that. really cool to leave. You forgot about your bourbon glass and you go outside for a little bit. You come back. You're like. How did oh, you man, forget about your bourbon, man? Well, it was empty. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. You didn't right, go fair wash enough. it. You forgot right, to to the sink, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's right. More silver hey, bullets. There's nothing wrong with Mount Wilson, all right? <laughs> so. so if you go to Lexington and you don't know which distillery to go to, maybe on your first night, yeah. you go to the Bluegrass uh, Inn um, in Lexington, the Bluegrass Tavern. They have hundreds and hundreds of bourbons, only bourbons. Really? And they have menus that are pages long. Uh, have you guys been to the Blue- Bluegrass Tavern in, in Lexington? I have not. No. I have not. Oh, it's 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 it it's really dingy, except for the bar, and it's just loads and loads of bottles, almost everything you could possibly imagine, um, from a couple dollars a glass to hundreds of dollars a glass if you want the the Pappy Van Winkle. Hmm. Ah, they got the pappy there. That's a unicorn, though, right? I'm, what I'm learning, it's uh, that's a really uh, hard to find one. Yeah, I, I would say that's you could call that a unicorn. Yeah. It's just because there's less of it. It's okay. um, it takes at least ten years to make the Rip Van Winkle. So, it, you know, hmm. twenty years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, they weren't really prepared for this. Massive boom. Sure, sure, right. It's not just in the United States, but it's in Asia, Europe. Right. Everywhere you go, people just want to drink more bourbon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Angel's Envy is feeling that that uh, uh, growing pains as well, and they're trying to accommodate that, right? Yeah, they are. They ran on a little bit of a, a drier spill. Yeah. Either that or they maybe took the allocate. Oh, the, 
that many bottles and opened another country with or uh-huh. you know there's a lot of wheels working right, you right. know um so it, yeah. it, it depends i mean it, it's a unicorn i mean it is a good bourbon it's a great sure. bourbon yeah, right? yeah. but it takes 10 years to get a bourbon mm-hmm. you know i mean that's part of it um and they were not really prepared for this yeah. bourbon. you can get the the green label weller and hold on to it <laughs> that, that same recipe. That yeah. will not do it because that's off the barrel. So yeah, once it's out of the barrel, will, game over, right? Yeah. So, say so a bourbon. Once it's in the bottle, it's not really going to age. No bottle ages. No, right. outside. Wine does. Yes. The wine does yeah. uh, because the yeast is alive in there. Okay. And then the yeast keeps eating all that sugar, and you know, turns the. But but spirits because it's is distilled at a, such a high uh, uh, level. Like um, like the corn is probably at 180 degrees. Sure, wow. uh, distilled. Um, in, that really kill all everything in it. Mm-hmm. That's why they tell you you're never gonna get sick from drinking foam from each other. So what I just uh, I just grabbed the Elijah Craig. Um, what can you tell me about this one? Uh, the Elijah Craig that we have here is a small batch, uh-huh. so it's not a not a single barrel. Okay, it's a bunch of barrels mixed together, and I don't know what Elijah Craig. Do you know how many barrels it is for the small batch? Um, about 50 barrels blended, but, but so they brought us three different batches that right. they had. Mm. So three 50 barrels together. Okay. I, I don't know the exact amount of barrels, right. so I maybe shouldn't be saying that, uh-huh. but that's what a small batch means. Right. Okay. It's a small batch of a big batch. Yeah. But when you think it is a national national distribution, 50 barrels is a, is a yeah. smaller batch. And small yeah. batch can have a wide meaning. A small batch yeah. could be a swimming pool. Sure. Right. Full of bourbon. <laughs> right, small right. batch could be meaning 300 me barrels if you're blending 1,000 together. Right. Okay. So, so that's a large crack small right. batch. We picked that. Uh, a couple months back, and it was just a couple of us at the store. They sent us samples, sure. as he said. So there was three batches to pick from. Okay. And uh, they they didn't tell us the age. They let us pretty much pick blind mm-hmm. uh, by nose and taste. And uh, I think that one ended up being the second oldest one. I think it's eight years old, right? Eight and a half. Eight and a half years old. There mm-hmm. was a nine-plus-year-old, and then there was a, a younger one. <laughs> um, but uh, it was really good. That's it was nice cool. Thing. And right, right on the label, it tells you that it was in the warehouse H yep. on floor five. Yep. So it, so it was it a little bit higher you, up. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. higher up. And like we said earlier, so the higher up it goes, yeah. the, the more it tastes like it's an older bourbon. Right. right. That's what right. It's supposed to, so. I had no idea how many barrels of bourbon you know, are being warehoused and stored until the tragedy of a couple of weeks ago it's insane. at the 1795 and one of the one of the uh, uh warehouses collapsed half collapsed it's and cool. on the 4th of July the rest of it collapsed oh did it oh, they geez. they weren't able to just yeah. wow who knows okay. what happened yeah so uh they're salvaging if you, barrels if yeah. you look at the picture on the left side the of chart. the one that everybody's seeing you see barrels lined up and i think those are the ones that are being saved yeah so right. you know but they, like they don't. The, but then they don't know what floor it was on. Yeah, they do. The each or barrel the, has a number on it. Oh, so it's all catalog. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's so all yeah, the catalog. Yeah. All right, so maybe they do. And they're not like me. I'd, I'd be like, oh shoot, where were those? So it's <laughs> and that was 1792. That was all 1792. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we two did the price just Spice skyrocket. Spike, yeah, <laughs> they'll all be the same. Just like uh, when was that when the tornado hit Buffalo Trace? Oh, really? A while Seven, back, eight years ago, yeah. So a tornado went through warehouse H, right? Yep. And Buffalo Trace, and the barrels that survived, they barreled them separately and called them tornado survivors. Ah, uh, <laughs> actually blew off. Yeah. Wow, that's and great. They left some of them exposed. Sure. They couldn't 
it was winter time, so they couldn't really put a roof on right away. Oh. So what they did is they just left it exposed. They thought that they had lost all the whiskey. Sure. So they called it those barrels that survived tornado survivors. <laughs> and that b- bottle is going on the secondary market for about 1500 bucks because they cannot repeat that process. Sure. Yeah, but uh, have you have you ever sampled it? Have you ever tried a, a I tornado have not, survivor? No, I mean, I can't imagine it's like it's supposed to be really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then of course, you know, it could be your your eyes and your ears and sure. what you see is yeah. Tornado, so you're like, this has to be good. Right. Yeah, right. Fooling yourself. I just paid ninety dollars yeah. for this shot. Well, yeah. For an act of this poor. Well, when the bottles came out, they were you know seventy eighty bucks yeah. minimum, and wow. uh, now they're like you said on secondary market they're fifteen hundred dollars. That's mm-hmm. wild. So, and I've heard it's good from reliable. It sources, blows so. you away. You, you drink too much, you get the uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. The puns but are free. Bumps. The puns, the puns are free. I mean, it's subjective. It's like it's like collecting. You know, collecting anything. There's yeah. there's people that yeah. are they like collect old cars. You know, they'll spend a million dollars on a car that they're not even gonna probably drive one day. Right. They just right, want right. to put it up there. So it, it is. I mean, bourbon technically is the same way. Is what mm-hmm. you love and what you like to do with it. You mm-hmm. know, you want to drink it. You can. You want to spend a thousand dollar. You can. You can spend ten dollars, twenty dollars. You mm-hmm. can. That's what makes it beauty, right? I mean, right. You know. So I just looked across the way and I see another bottle here. It's Brotherhood of the Brotherhood of the Barrel. Yeah, but it's the old right Scout. on the label. Right, yeah, on, right the on the label. label. Cool. So there you go. Matt. Old Scout One Hundred Seven. Tell me I'll about. Let, uh, I'll Brother. let Patrick talk about. Yeah, it. T- tell me about this. Uh, the Old Scout uh, is a smooth ambler, and they do a lot of different uh, whiskeys and bourbons. And their some of their stuff is really tasty. Uh, I haven't had all of the stuff. That's why I say some of it. So some of it, all of it, could be great. But we did uh, tasting down here at La Casa. Okay. Uh, several months back, and uh, Smooth Ambler came, and they said we want to, we want you guys to get a barrel to the wine garden. Tony said, "Hey, you guys interested in a Smooth Ambler barrel?" We're like, "Absolutely!" So um, they put us up, and they gave us five different batches again to mm-hmm. choose from, just like Elijah Craig. There was batches, so this is a a batch of whiskey, and uh, we sat around, we smoked cigars, mm-hmm. we drank whiskey, and all right. So what did you smoke? Cigar wise, do you remember? No, that was a rough day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, that also happened to be the day we released our Jack Daniels barrel. Oh, so right. we were all at the wine garden, and there's people coming in, and we were having a good time, of in, course, in the yeah. lounge. All right, fair enough. And uh, then we went and picked that, so it was a uh, it was a good day all around. So I'll, I'll let you think about it next time we talk. You know, let me know. <laughs> Probably something good. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No Swishers here. Right, right. So, but the Old Scout 107 is an American whiskey, 107 proof, just like the Old Weller Antique, okay. 107 proof. Yeah, it says um, 107 on the label there. It yeah. is really good. Like a lot of people, you know, it's not it's not the popular brand, right? Mm-hmm. It's not Buffalo Trace. It's not an Old Weller Antique. So some people are, you know, they're kind of iffy about it. But our our guys, uh, we. We sold all the bottles really quickly, and everyone so far, nobody's really said anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like it; it's excellent. And at 107 proof, it'll catch up to you really quick. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, uh, Mike, have you partook in this, or are you uh, partaking in it first time? Here? And that is that is as the sticker denotes on the side. We make our own stickers for, which is not, uh, you know, not rare for any. Everybody makes their own stickers now, but that was barrel number five. So we have we have Johnny Five on the side. Oh, okay. I was wondering uh, what more that input. Was. Yeah. Barrel five is the right. 
So we try and name our barrels just to kind of set us apart, which everybody does it. So is it really setting you apart? But yeah. we think of something that reminds us of that time, or sure. you know. And plus, it's cool to have your own sticker on a, on a bottle of bourbon. It's you know? got the barrel number on the back. One zero three two nine. Yep, love it. <laughs> okay, is it your opinion that bourbon has to be from Kentucky? Um, well, bourbon is a term that is can be defined by the government. So yeah. as we it has as to mentioned, be X Y Z to be called bourbon. So. Um, I don't think it, it doesn't have to be from Kentucky. Yeah, not by my opinion, not by the rules of 1964. Most but tastes best if it's from Kentucky because of the temperature. Ah, the temperature, you know, the the water, the limestone, like the parallel line, right? right? Kentucky is very very well defined four seasons. Unlike us, we have two. Right, you know, winter and then whatever you know, whatever <laughs> this is, yeah. cones and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have all four. So they do well. Like when we were at Jack Daniels, they were explaining to us how the season is actually very different than in Kentucky. So uh, fruit spray. They do their own thing down there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and is there is there's there a an, lot going on with that? Is there an age that it has to be? Is there a minimum age wow. for bourbon before it. you can call it bourbon? Yeah, yeah, two, two years. years. Yeah, yeah two years. What is most of it? Uh, Most of it, at least two years. Yeah, it has to be if at least you, two years. There's eight rules to bourbon, and and if you follow all of them, you'll become bourbon. If you follow all of them and you're in Kentucky, then you're Kentucky straight bourbon. So there is, they just came out with that word, so people know that this came from Kentucky or it didn't. But mm. the reason why, I mean, the the they the called winter and a, and a hot summer and the water really makes Kentucky about the best place to, you know, uh, age bourbon. Hmm. Um, Tennessee is another one that has that same uh, feel to it. weather. Um, they well, can and they make, barrel it differently as well, don't they? I'm sorry. Don't they barrel it differently? No, the, the barreling is all the same. They are, you know, there is they char the barrels differently, but that's opinion. You know, so there's three chars that most people use, three, four, and five. That's called the level of char. So it's it's depending how much heat you put, how much fire you put in the barrel, is it charges charges the barrel from three to four or five. So that's just techniques, different techniques compared to different distilleries, really. And we mentioned Woodford Reserve, one of my favorite distilleries, and a, and a very good bourbon. Their best product, in my opinion, is the double oaked. Yes. What makes it a double oaked? Two barrels. So they they age it in one barrel. Yeah, and then, and they, then take they pull it, it out, and put, put it in, it in a, another barrel, fresh so it barrel. Just gives it a more oaky, smoother yeah. flavor. Yes. So for yeah, so for instance, I did a, a a a tequila from them in Mexico. It's called Heradora, and that one's called double oak. So it was a it was it was a tequila that was in the bourbon barrel first. And then back in a brand new uh, American oak barrel that's never seen any aging before of any sorts of spirits. So it's called a double oak. So one barrel, then they take and put it in another barrel. Nine months in one, three months in another. Now, is that similar to Angel's Envy, where it's it's in aged first in a virgin charred oak barrel and then aged again in a port barrel? Is well, that that's how they called get the- a finish. So that's that's called a finish, Correct. and that's how they get that extra sweetness of the Correct. A- angels. Ending. So you 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 can change the bourbon many ways. Uh, once once it's made, okay, 
then it determines where you put it in the warehouse. That changes the barrel. Then how long you age it in there, that changes the barrel. Then you So you could take the same recipe that you have right now and make 10 different barrels, put them on 10 floors of the warehouse. And when you pull on year one, year two, year three, year four, you they're all going to be different. Then you could take this barrel at two years old versus this barrel at 10 years old or five years old. They're all going to change. And then you take their proof. And if you water them down every time, you, you're going to have a different bourbon. So basically, you can take one recipe and turn it to 30 different brands. And they're all going to be different. Based on 10 feet. Based, oh, based on. How fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is it, are you going to do it a single barrel? Are you going to do it a barrel proof? Are you going to do it at this level? There's many things that can actually actually change the barrel, the, the end product, which is the whiskey. Hmm. You know. That's Southern. the only thing that's allowed to change the flavor is the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. We call it bourbon. You can't add flavoring. You can't add coloring. You can't. Yeah. Can't, it's got to be pure, fifty-one percent corner. Yeah, it has yeah. to be at least fifty-one. It's always the same recipe, just an American white oak mm-hmm. barrel, and yeah. 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 at least two years of two aging. Years of age. Right. And what about Jefferson's aged at sea? Yeah, yeah, they take it out for a joyride, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it on a boat and take it for a joyride. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, what? A, what kind of stupid gimmick is that? <laughs> yeah, Why would that make a difference? It, but depending on where. The, it's based on the sea level, I would imagine. It ages quicker. Right? The temperatures it, of where it is. You don't have to wait as long. Is it all just shenanigans and marketing? No, it's not a gimmick. It's just the like we've said before. It's just what they decide to do. You know, hmm. just like uh, Buffalo Trace does one thing inside. They put it on a ship and they give send it on a voyage. And yeah, you yeah. can actually on the the tag, it'll show you where it's been. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the whole time, it's going. It's just you know, shifting back sh- in, inside the barrel, which oh. in a rickhouse, it's not going to do that. Yeah, because most places don't. Uh, Turn well, their barrels over, and sure, it's in sure. quotes. Let it sit, blended. Yeah. So, yeah, Maker's Mark actually yeah. rotates. Well, they so, yeah. they're, one okay. of their biggest things when they were there, they kept preaching to us was consistency. They can make the same product over and over and over again, which a lot of people don't want to do. Like Buffalo Trace likes that they make thirty different products. Right, Maker's Mark wants to make one product and they want to make it well, and they do. They, you know, uh, every Maker's bottle is going to taste almost exact, you know, exactly the same. Hmm. So, the top floor. It sits up here for a year and then it comes down. You know, just rotate. They rotate, rotate, rotate them all. Wow. So, all right. but the voyage goes on a voyage and that's what Jefferson has decided that they want to try and do. So it moves it around in the barrel and gives it a flavor from the sea, supposedly. Sure. Okay. That's, that's why they do blending. Right. Okay. The, the reason why people were always blending because they couldn't get a consistency lever off of the barrel from the top to the barrel from the bottom of the warehouse. So what they just started to do is they started blending, and Blanton's was the first official single barrel that was sold at the store as a single barrel. Hmm. It was the first one. Blanton's? And that's Blanton's, yes. Okay. I thought it was Elmer T. Lee. I got one at the house. Nope. Blanton's. Blanton's? Come on over. Blanton's Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I actually prefer Elmer T. Elmer Lee. Over Lee's blends. A, Elmer T. Lee right now is a small batch. Small what about the Elmer the small T. Small batch, not considered a single barrel. Correct. Correct. And Blanton's is considered Nothing. a single barrel. Blanton's is always. That's why you see the date on there, the warehouse, and then the and then the, the the floor where the barrel set. Yeah. It's literally one barrel at a time. Gotcha. Mm. And they don't have a they don't have a different version. It's single barrel or single barrel. Yep. Single barrel only. And then the way they do different versions of Blanton's, so there's there's I think there are five different colored labels. They just water it down. 
Oh. So you start with barrel proof, and then you water it down to the gold, which is 103, right? Yeah. And then the next step down is uh, ours at 93, and the next step down is the green one, I think, at 80. And then they do some, like, special ones for, like, the the Whiskey Festival in France, La Maison du Whiskey. They do a special, but that's barrel proof. Hmm. So, Wow. There's, like, five different plantains, but they're all, they all start the same as a single barrel. At whatever proof it comes out, 132 proof, and then they water it down accordingly depending on what they want it to be. Right. So barrel strength means it's not been watered down at all. Straight from the barrel. Straight from okay. the barrel. That's what Blanton's calls their barrel proof is straight from the barrel. Excellent. So, Tony Patrick, you realize, because we're going to do this again, I'm going to ask you all the same questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll have the same answer. Yeah. I'm a, we love talking about bourbon all the time. So all right. I'm a goldfish. We could say I got something about now a five and second memory. No, but no, because it's a lot. It, it there's so there's much. A there's a lot to know, and that that's the whole reason. You know, Matt and I were we're doing this. It's like because I'm a novice. I, I like a good. I I like the taste of it. I like I like a, a strong whiskey. I like a, a soft whiskey, and and I like to drink them. But I don't know anything about it, and I thought it would be fun to to learn about it. And and in the last series, it got it got deep in the last got, twenty got, minutes. Yeah, it got very deep um, in here. I'm a, it's going over my it. head. If you're going to drink, you should be an educated drunk. That exactly. <laughs> so I'm what? trying to, no, trying to figure it out. just drink what you like. You don't have to know anything about it. Just grab a bottle, and if you like it, drink it. I learned about sticks today, yep. and they're called what? Staves. Staves. Staves right. Yeah, I, so, I remember see, that. Yeah. I know there. I know there. <laughs> shaking his head at me. I know there were sticks, and it it it, it changes the 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 the. The flavor, yes, yeah. the flavor. Actually, I don't want to say flavor because I've actually taken a, uh, a tour to <laughs> a um, uh, what they call a independent staves. Um, so I took one that equivalent to it, which is owned by Jack Daniels. Oh, and they show you the process from when you first cut the tree. They cut the tree. Mm-hmm. How they how they cut the lumber, how they sit outside to weather. Um, you know. Uh, and then how they are cut wow. meticulously up in shape to form a barrel and how one guy can put in 200 to 300 barrels a day wow, okay. together. Jeez. So um, one of my fraternity brothers, um, one of his college gigs, because uh, I went to U of M Dearborn, right? Right across from the Henry Ford Museum. Cool. So he had a gig at Henry Ford. He was making barrels. Uh, at Henry Ford, just for, I mean, they weren't bourbon barrels, but they were just barrels for on site and, you know, props and, and the things that, but he was like, he learned how to make barrels there. Yeah. So the like, only hold, the only things that hold the barrels is the rings. Yeah. 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 They're really nothing holds them. Right. And they're so tight because they're, you no know, gorilla like glue in there. Yeah. Wood. Duct tape. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. You yeah. Really I love that passive. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like okay. that. Shut up, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anytime, man. Just yeah. tell me to shut up. What I'm getting from all of this, <laughs> is, okay. Pat, what do you? What, guys what got? did we learn today? You guys got a yeah. on here. They're like, what the have experts we learned? In. They'll talk about whiskey while we drink whiskey. Yeah. What you're doing? What you're I get from it, though, what you're saying is, they said he's in. Who said Matt? You said you're a novice. Right? Yes, very much so. I don't think there's such thing, right? It's what you like. So the way I look at it is, these guys are experts. Clearly, they know a lot. You know a lot about bourbon. I know what tastes good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like driving a car. I don't need to know how to build it or what motor's in it. <laughs> I'm I glad you say. I like my truck. I'm glad you said car. It's no longer <laughs> servicing me. I go buy a new truck. So bourbon's I'm that way for me. My brother is a bourbon uh, 
connoisseur and expert, I would say. He, last time he was in town, he got a glass of Pappy Van Winkle for his birthday. Ooh, his wife oh, bought him wow. last summer. Um, and I was like, what did you pay for that? Uh-huh. I got some Maker's Mark that uh, tastes pretty darn good to me. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, right. That's kind of how I view Which it. Which they're both when, weeded, by the way. Yeah. Oh, they're both what? They're both weeded recipes. Okay, yeah. So, to, I mean, it tastes good to me. I couldn't see the price, but he did. He enjoyed it. He said he sat there and enjoyed it. He said it was the best birthday present he ever got. Wow. So well, I mean, maybe second best. But that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've. What, that's what Pat learned. <laughs> well, I, learned. <laughs> I love it. Now you know what to ask for your birthday. It is. I mean, it is a. It is a community. To, you know, bourbon is a community. You know, really. It is. And, you know, when people come in and ask, you know, at the store and. You know, I love telling them how it starts and how it ends and yeah. where it goes. And, you know, and, and it, it just makes you feel like a part of it, right? Right. Yeah. But you can't do that with vodka because, <laughs> you know, it's either potato or, One day, or, right. or no vodka. <laughs> no, but it, it's, you know, oh, it's so trite. You know, you have those little labels that say Brotherhood of the Barrel and whatever. But with the Michigan Bourbon Club and, and people are sharing not just, hey, look, I bought this bottle. <laughs> Not naughty, but they're crotch shots, right? So someone buys something at a store and they get in the car and they take a picture of it. I the first several I saw, I was like, "What are you f-tard? What are you doing?" It's like you're gonna get uh, arrested for having it. But they just take a picture of it after they came out of the store, then they put it back in the bag, right. hopefully, hopefully right, right. and tuck it away for the drive. Hopefully, not putting straws in it for the ride. But you know, so but. There's a lot of pictures of, of you know, hey, this is what's in my bar at home. This is what I just picked up at the store. But then the Brotherhood of the Barrel really kicks in. It's like, hey, my son was just born. and Or, hey, it's our anniversary. My wife and I shared this. And it really becomes it, – it's actually kind of warm and fuzzy. And it is, uh, you know, the people are really sharing yep. their stories and sharing their, their, their lives through this. And, you know, there's bourbon behind all of it. But it's really cute. It's really sweet. Yep. And that's why – no, it's Michigan, no, Michigan, Bourbon Michigan Bourbon Club and and the Wine Garden partnering up to do the Brotherhood of the Barrel. But that's what I was going to say. We really stress the community aspect. We, you know, we all do love to drink, but we all I've met now some of my best friends I'll probably have for the rest of my life mm-hmm. through the Michigan Bourbon Club. And- we just finished a big deck. One of the one of the moderators, I think, just finished like a big deck, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to have people over." Oh yeah, that'd be deck. John Cadwell. Yeah, just finished. He point. lives out in Novi area. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we and you know, and it's sometimes uh, I post bottles um, that people don't see a lot, and it, I, sometimes I feel like I come across like I'm bragging, and I'm not trying to. And right, some right. people have said that, and I've seen other people do the same thing, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's like you're a little kid, and you just got the very first Nintendo. Right. You know, uh, right. you want to show all your friends, like, yeah. look what I just got. This is amazing. And then yeah. what I do is I go home, and either it either sits on my shelf for a little while because it was $700, and it's not a bottle you're going to open on Tuesday, <laughs> you know. But then when I do open it, I go to Travis's house or I go to uh, Joe's house, mm-hmm. and we open the bottle together because right. I don't want to sit there and drink a $1,000 bottle by myself. It's kind of sad, you know. I want to share it with my for friends. Some, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for some. Are bourbon clubs nonprofits? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Can you buy bourbon without paying sales tax? No, we pay. No. T- we have to buy tax. We, 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 nice. Oh, you, we you might be trying to the issue. I like the question, but brother man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we really try to stress. You know, we want everyone to Ooh, feel welcome, whether they're drinking early times or Buffalo Trace or Mictor's Twenty. You right, know, which right. is super expensive, or uh, Tony's favorite bottle, the Pappy Twenty Five. So. 
whatever you're drinking, you're more than welcome, and we want you to feel welcome, and we don't want you to feel um, shy. And if you bring a bottle of Pappy 25, yeah. you're really welcome. Yeah, absolutely. You can come over to my house anytime. I'll give you you are welcome to come and join yeah. the man cave yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. So, wow, man, we're like rolling on time. Yep. You done? Hey, oh yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. I, I love Pat Akerley. Can I just say that for the record out loud and into a microphone? You got me down here? I've done that before, time. though. I love Pat Akerley. All right. So, He's Tony. been trying to for a long time, actually. <laughs> so, that was, that was good. It was a, a long-legged woman, another whiskey-soaked day. You blew the lyrics. Did I tell you this morning? I was I got one line. Was that the one? That was the one. Oh, fair play. All right. So. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> See, we're drinking. I, 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 I love you. I love, but no. All right. So, Tony, uh, we, we're going to wrap it up in a second. But tell me a little bit more about the wine garden, because I was in there one day and then you weren't there. Uh, but your staff is is amazing and wonderful. I think it was the Thursday. And uh, there's a little older cat uh, and he was doing wines and he was like, hey, do you want to try this wine? And I'm like, is this like a dude with like a puppy in a Jeep? It's like, hey, come here. You want to? Step in the cooler for a minute. And I thought it was like, you know, it was like good touch, bad touch going to happen. But no, he actually had wines to taste. Is that Thursdays? Yeah. So we call it Thirsty Thursday. Thursday Thursday. 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 And so he had he had a couple of cheese, a little bit or like crackers or something yeah. out there. And, and he had a wine. He told me a little bit about the wine. It was like not like some super special crazy wine. It was just an average priced bottle. Um, and he was just showcasing that bottle. So what? what is what is that? Who, so, who's that guy? Who was that guy? Was uh, the, his name is Dick. He yes. works at the wine garden. Yes. And he's been in the, actually the wine business for over 50 years. So okay. He's been around for a while. So um, nice. Good the, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Very super nice guy. Yeah. So the concept behind it is put different wine in people's mouth to mm. change their perspective. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, if I go to give them a bottle of wine and they're like, well, I've never really tried this, I'll pass. But if they, every time they come to the store and they taste something different, their palate is going to get educated. Right. And they're going to go start looking for these ounces that they've, they found in that wine. Yeah. So they get to try it for free. Okay. And then, you know, from there, you know, they get to pick what they want. If they don't pick up that bottle, today. and Dick is very knowledgeable, and yes. he was like, "Well, you don't like this. What do you like?" Yes, he's like, "Well, I could tell you what we have here. You could do this, this, or this, yeah. and you would probably dig it." He was really cool. Yeah, and so it's he- actually and the first time I came to the store uh, is because I lived over there, but yeah. uh, we had been we had been renting out the house, oh. and uh, Pat lived right there too. He lived on oh. Rosedale. Oh, so oh. we were both like, "Where's the store at?" Uh, the, the right, the, 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 the Wally's South custard Atlanta. thing that went up there and it used to be, uh, used to be a hall, a crazy yeah. hall that went, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's, it's a very odd shaped building. It was called Chateau Rouge. Yeah, that was it. Uh, so, I remember Chateau. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, the first time I came in there is cause I was like at the renters and I'm like, oh crap. And so I was grabbing something on the way home and I stopped in and I was chatting you up. And I was talking about, yeah, I want to pick up a bourbon. And, and you were you were just very cordial. I had never met you before. You didn't he know was who I was nice from Adam. <laughs> I wasn't a regular customer or anything. And and you and you pulled a bottle out. And you said we try it unless this is legal and I can't say it. But you pulled a bottle out and you're like, let's try this. And and if you like it, you know, 
this is the kind of stuff you'd like. And you, you gave me a little sip of something and I was like, Oh my God. And I walked out with a bottle of something. I forget what it was, but, uh, it was great. And, I, and that's, and then I, that's how I found out about the Bishop Bourbon Club. Cause I started following the wine garden on the mm-hmm. social media and all the bourbon stuff started popping up. And that's how I found out about these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just thank you because it, it's, it's, you run a nice shop and I, oh, it's not just because you're here I, feeding me whiskey tonight. It, it was, that's, that's how I found out about I mean, you. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, like, I want to have that experience with every customer. It, mm-hmm. So and what it, Dick it was, was doing, this is, what I do in the bourbon, he's doing in the wine. Entirely unsolicited, you know. but thank you. You run you run a shop, and it, I, I, thank you. I, it was it was um, it was it was very. We take pride in cozy. what we do. I mean, this is this is my livelihood. This is what yeah, I'm feeding my kids, my family, mm-hmm. my brother's family, my mom and dad. That we're, you know, this is where we make our living. So mm-hmm. we have to be. We we I want to be even better at what we do. You know, learning, sharing those experiences with you mm-hmm. today, the stories, um, it's part of the brotherhood, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're, when we pick that barrel is we're brothers picking up the same barrel, yeah. brotherhood of the barrel. Right. So that's right. how we really came up with that name. It, it's, uh, you see the Michigan logo on it. You see mm-hmm. the heart right on top of St. Clair Shores is where like we're it. from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, we take pride in this. We really yeah. do. We do a lot of uh, studying about the product, knowing where it comes from, how it, how it's made, pretty much. And then if there is a ghost story, tell that too. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do more of this. We're going to come to the wine garden. We're going to do more here at Music Town, downtown Detroit, Hockey Town Cafe, uh, second floor. The incredible people. We got our folks back there. Ryan is amazing. Thank Ryan, you, Ryan, for you, Ryan. everything, man. Ryan, Appreciate we got a man you. crush on yes. And you. Annie. Uh, <laughs> Annie's still here. No, yeah, no. Anyway, Annie, Annie's she's around. Awesome. And she's gone. Annie, Annie was like, enough of that shenanigans. Uh, well, so. I want to thank you guys for the invite. This has been a, a great opportunity for no, we're gonna us do to that. come in and hang out. And oh my God, no, we're going to do more. And, yeah, we're going to do more know. here. We're going to do more in the store and uh, just let people know what's going on. It's uh, mancavehappyhour.com and all all the social medias. Is there a, a Facebook, Michigan Bourbon Club? Michigan Bourbon Club, yep. So there's a, a rigorous acceptance policy you just no. have to say hey i would like to be involved and <laughs> then they say want, we do want people to be involved so we make them answer a couple questions sure you know we just don't want you to click on you know we want you to work a little bit because right. we want you to be involved we don't right. want you to be a lurker but if you want to be a lurker and you just want to learn and okay. read that's fine too so okay. perfect yep. right uh, absolutely Mike, Mr. Mike, Michael Dwyer, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Yes, yeah. and uh, we we want to hear some ghost stories. Yes, so we would love we're to have you back. back. Travel some, ghost stories next bring up, time. Yes, travel ghost up. stories. So let's you're tease in, that. man. Doesn't have to be Michigan. Yeah. So if you're Michigan, Southeast Michigan, St. Clair Shores, the Wine Garden is on Harper South of Nine, uh, near Gilbert's. Eminem used to work there and pee in people's food. Uh, so there you go. All right. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you Mr. History. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jody Rafool and his boys played up there. Greasy and his guys, they still play up there. Greasy and those boys still play it, like on Thursdays at Gilbert's. Anyway, uh, Pat, thanks for coming in. The new theme song is cut. Yes. I am so happy. Thanks, Pat. We'll have, maybe, maybe we'll come in and recut that. Um, <laughs> On a, yeah. a little less whiskey-soaked day, but yeah. uh, thank it's, you for coming in. It's always good to see you, Pat. Matt Fox. James Flanagan. You're a sexy beast. Uh, you're sexier than I am, <laughs> just because of the goatee. That's, That's all. That's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, again, mancavehappyhour.com, and uh, we'll do it again. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.